You're listening to Podcast Radio with me, Kavita, and joining me now is chartered psychologist, Dr. Jan Smith. Hey, Dr. Jan, how are you? Hi, Kavita. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. The sun is shining. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I I read that next week, I think from Tuesday, we actually get like 10 hours of daytime for the first time in a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a long time coming, isn't it? (laughs) It definitely is. And you know what? For me, definitely my mental health suffers during winter. So summer, I think. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Now, you set up the Healthy You Limited company. What exactly is that? So we are a um, psychology company of 15 psychologists and um, we offer individual services to clients and also organisations just doing lots of things to optimise people's mental health and well-being. That's brilliant. And do you Mm. have a particular focus? Like which area do you concentrate more on or is it the entirety of well-being? No, um, most people have their specialisms. Mine in particular fall into two areas. So I do a lot of work in birth trauma. That's a lot of um, the work I do. But I also do a lot of work in organisations. So going in trying to um, help them have a more positive culture so that the workplace can be somewhere where people thrive and their mental health um, is really positively impacted by work. So what would be your top tips then for creating a positive mental health environment within the workplace? I think one of the key things is having something called psychological safety. Um, so that is where you feel able to talk up, share any concerns that you have, any um, ideas that you have or things that aren't working so well and that that is received um, and praised for in an open way rather than you're being ridiculed or you're punished in some way for sharing that. So when that is present within teams, then we know that teams are much more likely going to flourish and you're definitely going to get the best out of your team. Is it the responsibility of the managers to create that space or all the employees? Yeah, um, I think that's often um, the thing is now with mental health and well-being. It's like, and of course, we all have to take some level of ownership of that. So I don't think it's uh, one or the other. I think it's a top down approach. So there, for, for sure, there are things that leaders within organizations can do, but it's also a bottom up approach mm-hmm. where as individuals, you know, we all contribute to creating a workplace culture. Mm. And of course, um, we've been in a pandemic for quite a while. So mm. loads of us have had to shift to working from home. How has that affected our mental health in general when it comes to work? Yeah, I think that's a really good question and definitely things that um, organisations are grappling with more because people are out of sight a lot more and especially some organizations are making the active choice now to go for hybrid working so working from home really suits some people there's a level of flexibility you know you could maybe nip out for a walk and have a lunch break and you can try and have better work-life balance but I think for others you know lots of people have complex lives and so working from home is less than ideal 
also what I hear a huge amount of is the difficulty at having a clearer boundary between work and home because you're literally at home doing work and then you open a door and you're into home life and so what happens then is people feel like they're working longer so actually in in a ironic way they're having less um, work-life balance they're actually working more which is leading to burnout and they're not having that office banter or seeing people socially um, in work um, and that all is contributing to um, their mental health. And you mentioned burnout there what exactly is burnout? Yeah I think we all experience a lot we all know what burnout is we all know what it feels like in the sense of it's extreme exhaustion um physically and emotionally and it's something that really really erodes our ability to be able to get up and go and engage in the things that we love so for work that could be you know you're just not feeling it and it's more than you're just having an off day or it's monday and you know motivation just feels a bit lagging it's a real intense feeling of exhaustion and of course when it comes to things like burnout then the next word or the next two words are self-care which is Mm. I think a term that's branded around quite a lot and I did have a little stalk on your Twitter and you were (laughs) tweeting about that earlier (laughs) I mean do you think that word that phrase is too overused and I mean or is it still like an important thing to be focusing on every single day I think it is totally an important thing to be focused on. on. However, I do think that, first of all, it is a real buzzword at the minute and there's a load of myths around it. It isn't just about, you know, going and having a nice hot bath. But if you are burnt out or you're suffering with your mental health, actually, that's aftercare. That's not self-care. You know, the self-care is the bit that comes before. So it's all the stuff that you put in as a preventative way to stop you ramping up on that scale of your mental health, either deteriorating or you're feeling more burnt out. So putting it in after the event, that to me, that isn't self-care. And it's a skill. We don't always know if you haven't been brought up or your training hasn't um, embedded that in you or your work culture hasn't shown you how to take care of yourself in that way of managing stressors that work impacts on. Um, That's going to be really difficult. When you were talking about it there, I was like, what would I do as an aftercare routine? And I I don't know. Mm. What would be your your top tips for anyone who perhaps is feeling um, like they're going through burnout and they they need some aftercare yeah I think first of all it's recognizing it it's recognizing what are the signs to you that you are maybe um you know ramping up on that scale we all experience a level of stress in our lives we need a level of stress in our lives that's totally um natural however it's knowing when does that level of stress tip it over into something that might render you either physically or psychologically unwell so knowing the signs is the first one and then I think with burnout the difference with burnout compared to some of the other um, psychological difficulties is that often whenever those stressors or that stressor is removed it tends to shift 
So what I would say is if you're able to talk to someone, either your manager or a colleague or even someone in your personal life, um, to be able to identify what might be contributing to it and reach out, you know, reach out to um, those in your, if it's your line manager or a boss. Um, But what I would also say to those in senior positions is reach in, you know, it's not in that top down and bottom up approach. Um, Although we talk massively about empowering people to reach out when they need um, some support or if they notice that their mental health is deteriorating and that's quite right. I think a huge part of the message that we're missing is that we all have a responsibility to reach in. Do you know, we're losing and we continue to lose that sense of community. And do you think people are doing that more and are people talking more than they were, say, five, ten years ago? I think they are. However, what I think COVID and the pandemic and a shift to hybrid working is possibly doing means that we've less opportunities so it isn't, you know, I don't know if you're reheating last night's dinner for your lunch at the microwave or waiting for the kettle to boil, do you know, and you're just having that chat. Actually, those moments of interactions and connection that we have with one another and our colleagues really boosts our mental health and our well-being. So in the absence of being able to build up, what I talk to teams about is how can you build those opportunities in? So it could be, for example, if you're meeting online, then spend 10 minutes, 10 minutes just checking in how everybody's doing. Do you know, if it's on a Friday, do something that's maybe a bit different for you to celebrate the end of a week. So I think on one hand, there's a huge more awareness and people are talking more. But on another hand, I think actually we are, we're more removed from one another, which is what the pandemic has brought. And also physical touch, like mm-hmm. when you were just saying, you know, having the conversations in the kitchen, I used to, you know, with the co-workers that I was friendly with, we'd have a hug as well. Absolutely. We don't have that anymore, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we know that whenever we touch others and they touch us, that that releases serotonin, so that mood stabilizer, and also oxytocin, which is the love hormones, that rush of um, feeling good that we have. So in the absence of that, you know, it's not just one thing that's going to either protect our mental health or um, support us if it has deteriorated. It's lots of little things that we do, but community connection, reaching out, reaching in are definitely ways that can help with that. And changing the subject just a little bit, Jan, we're from podcast radio. So I have to ask you, what are your favourite podcasts that you listen to? Um, I love um, Psychologists Off the Clock. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, And obviously, I've listened to um, podcast radio for a long time. It's there's such a mix in there. And um, yeah, so many genres and different topics as well, which is really good. Um, So yeah, I tend to go um, quite funny ones. 
And then I've ones that are more heady, which are a more work related, I guess. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And if anybody wants to get more information, wants to contact you or wants to look up Healthy You Limited, how can they go about doing that? So um, we have a website, um, www.healthyyouultd.co.uk. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at healthyyouultd or on Instagram. It's Dr. Jan Smith Insta. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jan. Thanks, Kavita. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.